And we are live. Ladies, gentlemen, underground mole people, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, where we do mediocre research and give our unwanted opinion on a subject that you don't care about. Last week, we got into simulation theory, black holes, space travel, the cloud, a couple other things. I think we at the at the end of last week's episode, we kind of started to get into cryogenics a little bit. We fell uh, way down the hole. Yeah. So we're just kind of going to roll off that subject again to uh, this week. So um, I don't know about y'all, but I'm personally going to talk a little bit about some time travel kind of stuff. And maybe some more cryogenic kind of things. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... Awesome. I'm... Super excited to continue this. I think last week we, uh, like I said, we definitely went way down the hole on this one. Um, but there's so many different branches on this too that we can just we can just find a find a uh, hole and go down that one for a little bit and come back and then go down another one. There's just so much different stuff you can do with this. Really, um, a lot of options. I think that when we stopped last week, we were talking about. Um, cryogenically freezing and how that could be used as kind of a simulation hypothesis um, example to say that we were, um, or, you know, that it was going to be used, simulation was going to be used in a manner in which when you cryogenically freeze somebody, you upload their brain or their consciousness into a cloud server or something like that to create a simulation so that you wouldn't, Essentially, your brain wouldn't decay as it, as you travel. Hmm. And I think that's kind of where we left off last week. Yeah. So basically, like cryonics is kind of the practice of freezing people. Um, usually, it's only done after you're clinically dead. But yeah, I think the argument that we were kind of making is that we would be frozen specifically so our brain wouldn't atrophy. Mm -hmm. Uh, basically so you could because if you are thinking even if it is in a simulation type thing or a a video game basically if you're using critical thinking problem solving skills stuff like that even though your body itself is not moving you know you're not sending those brain waves or whatever to mm-hmm. the rest of your body if those nerves are interacting then at least your brain's still interacting so it's right. intact and i think we can all kind of agree that's kind of the most important part of us is the brain definitely well that's part of to go with the uh just to go back to what you were saying about the cryogenics or whatever how they freeze after death mm-hmm. there are times where People have, say, cancer or some terminally ill disease where they will get frozen so that they can be thawed back out at a time whenever we actually know how to cure. So that's not, I mean, that's definitely not something that's not uncommon. I mean, they are freezing people that are alive still. Isn't that what they did to Austin Powers? Yeah, I think ain't that freeze freeze him so he could he could defeat Doctor Evil when Doctor Evil came out of time. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, but, but actually, as crazy as that sounds, Austin Powers does give a pretty decent example of um, a time travel continuum where you would or wouldn't affect the past based on the way you travel in time. I don't know. That's just that's a whole other topic to get into at another time. I'm just saying. Austin Powers. Time travel. Well, that would go along with our the multiverse theory, though, right? I mean, it would correlate to, like, if you did go back in time and you did anything differently, it would branch off and the Creating future would have, yeah. So, like, it would start, the timeline would move forward the exact same way in one and a slight difference in another, right? Mm-hmm. So, instead of, say, if you, uh, what's a good example here? Say you go back and t- you buy a lottery ticket and mm-hmm. you continuously go back in time and change one number each time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a million of them where you, you didn't. You didn't win it, right? But there's mm-hmm. that one you changed just enough numbers that it took you off this way, and your life is going to spiral in a completely different way. You're gonna get, you're gonna be probably rich. You're gonna, you know, I don't. That's a tangent that has nothing to do with simulation theory, but I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, like multiverses and multi dimensions and everything of the such. So, time travel. Is that what we're going to get into now? <laughs> are, we wanting to, are, are we wanting to do that? Let's do it. Let's dive. Okay, so, uh, I think everybody kind of knows what time travel is. It's the idea that you can travel through time. Hence the Forwards or backwards? Time travel. Forwards or backwards, yeah. And, uh... So... <sighs> There's some urban legends about time travel here. Let me get on the correct Wikipedia page. Just give me one sec here. I think that um, a, a lot of a lot of time travel too gets almost made out to be this ambiguous, um, un, un, unobtainable thing too. Like it's like this so outlandish thing that it could never possibly happen. When in all actuality, it's really not as outlandish as it's made out to be. I mean, yes, it is like a absolutely mind-boggling thing, but I mean, it's something that eventually we will probably be able to do. Well, that's one of the theories is that if um, if time travel is real, you're only going to be go only going to be able to go back as far as when it was first uh, discovered, right? So you can only go back to the starting point of time travel. You could not go further because it didn't exist. So it's not possible for that to be back there Deep. without creating some so wild time loop or something. Like, okay, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like a, think of time travel as like a math problem or like a physics equation or mm-hmm. something like that you would not be able to go before a time where we solve that physics equation or whatever yeah well it's kind of like like um when you when you fire a bullet it mm-hmm. comes out of the barrel and it continues and it continues and it continues right if you were to backtrack that bullet could not go any further 
than when it was fired. So you only back go back right. to the trace point. Yes, yeah, so you can only go back to the moment it was it happened. You couldn't go any further. I I mean I guess that's not the best description because you could follow the bullet back to when before it was, but uh, <laughs> essentially though I mean it's you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on my page here. Uh, time travel. The picture that's pretty famous is time traveling hipster. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one of my favorites. I don't know if you guys have seen that before yeah. or not, but it's a dude that looks probably in his late 20s, early 30s, standing amongst a crowd of people in 1941 at the grand reopening of the South Fork Bridge in Gold Bridge, British Columbia. Now, people think this is a time traveler kind of thing because um, in the crowd of people he's standing amongst, it's a bunch of people wearing 1940s period style clothing, fedoras, mm -hmm. um, suits, that kind of thing. And he's standing there in sunglasses, which did they even have sunglasses back then? I mean, I, I did not think that there was tinted optical lenses at that point in time. I have not seen any historical evidence. I mean, because I can remember like... was created? That's the next question. Well, I, I, can, <laughs> I can look that up for you. You want to continue describing the guy and I'll look that up? <laughs> uh, 1929 is when sunglasses were Okay. But, but I mean, but that's only 11... What, 11 years before? 12 years before? But anyways, he's wearing a, a graphic t-shirt. Uh, which kind of looks like it's got an M or something like that on it. A zip-up, like, hoodie-type jacket thing, sunglasses. He's just not wearing period-style correct clothing. Um, which is just uh, not... I mean, it just doesn't... He doesn't fit in. Um, uh, debate centers on whether the image generally... Is has been photoshopped. Oh. So it's still on, like, it's been, the photo's been reviewed many times by countless experts, and no one can tell for sure if it is um, photoshopped or not. So that's just one example of uh, some time travel uh, legends. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of really good ones, especially from that time point in like the 20s, 30s, 40s, where it looks like it's a modern person in in a you know historic backdrop. The one thing that gets me about that one, I do love that example. The one thing that gets me about that is so it's you know say 2045 and. I've just booked my time-traveling vacation. I'm not going to the grand opening of a bridge in British Columbia. Right? So that's the one thing about that one that makes me go, eh, I don't know. Well, what if, so, what if, uh, with It's personally time significant? Travel, well, you can't actually, what if, what if you can't actually, you don't get to pick anything, right? Ooh. You're there. That too, I guess, to be. But you can't actually physically affect anything, right? You go back, you're there, but your actions literally have nothing. You leave no trace, I guess, other than the picture. It's kind of like a fly on the wall. Basically, like you just okay. you literally blend in. And before any other time, 
right? There was no cameras. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't ever captured. You know, nothing ever changed. People were exploring and seeing stuff. And then there's a camera mm-hmm. and people are able to capture it on camera and such. That's interesting. So something that I've kind of always uh, thought about with time travel is there has to be some sort of anchor. So, for example, we would not be able to time travel to um, ah, what's a good example here? Something that is uh, buried in dirt right now, or that has fallen apart. We would not be able to travel back in time to the Roman Colosseum. Uh, bad example. We but have Colosseum still standing, but yeah, but not like in its entirety. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That is a poor example, I guess. So I, I understand what anyways, you're saying. I don't really have a deteriorated beyond yeah, point so, of yeah, us. So obtaining. if it's um, yeah. Yeah, just say there's an old, yeah, ty- Titanic, I guess. Would yeah, be a good Titanic example. would be a yeah. great example. Yeah. Um, we've never seen the Titanic floating, so we would not be able to time travel back to being on the Titanic floating in the water, because we were not there. Mm-hmm. So, I. F- I feel like he's at this bridge in Goldbridge, British Columbia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the shirt that he's wearing is – it's speculated to be a Montreal Maroons t-shirt, So, which would say that he's from the, the area. So mm-hmm. he's from Canada at least. So maybe he's been to this bridge before. Okay, I see. And so I, I like that's this. his anchor to – if he's if he's been to the bridge before in present time, he can hook to that bridge while he's traveling through the wormhole or whatever. And okay, that, I, I see it. His anchor that can pull him out, kind of thing. So imagine he's like stuck in the current of time travel, and he has to have some sort of anchor that he can reach out and grab a hold, like physically grab a hold of, to pull him into a reality again. And uh, that's kind of his the thing. I like that. So, like, I've never seen the pyramids before. But if I was to go to Egypt, look at the pyramids, commence time traveling, then I would be able to eventually hit that point where the pyramids were being built or whatever and use that as my anchor to pull myself out. So... Okay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Sorry, it took me a second to kind of wiggle my my uh, my mind around it. But Have you're you saying like, movie, what's that movie called? Jumper. Yeah, Jumper. Jumper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, the dude just jumps around wherever mm-hmm. he wants to go, kind of like, but he can only jump to places that he can physically picture in his mind. Yeah. Kind of like so that's that. like, so that's kind of like. Uh, like in Dragon Ball Z, like he's got the. <laughs> I, mean, I I know what it's called for now. Now that I'm trying to bring it up, I can't instant uh, transmission or something like that, where he can only travel. Like he can instantly go somewhere, but he can only go there if he 
know somebody there, right? He right. can only travel to somebody specifically. He has right. to have that yeah. anchor. And yeah, and maybe you haven't even physically been there before. Maybe you've looked at it in a brochure or something like that. Right. But there has to be some sort of connection with it. And that's kind of, well, I mean, that's really the only way that I can explain the whole showing up at a random bridge opening in 1941. So it's kind of a mixture between what CJ said and, and what I'm saying is like, maybe you don't get to choose your destination. You're just traveling, you're in this current, you're being sucked underwater kind of thing, and you're just trying to grab a hold of the branch that's floating over the river. Mm-hmm. And that was his branch. Was okay. So have you Lock and Key on Netflix? Have not, no. I've, I know the, I know the, what it's about, though. Like, you know, they, they, get, they each get, they, they can find, you can find keys around this manor. And they each have their own power and such. There's one that you put it into a door, and when you open the door, it's it, it's a, it opens a door anywhere else, right? As long as you have, you can picture where you want to go, right? That door, you can go there. Okay. So I see that being similar. Like that's just another similar. My way of explaining that. Whenever I think of logical, I mean logical explanations of time traveler, logical or even probable scenarios. My mind always goes to a movie called Timeline. Um, it's actually, it has Paul Walker and Gerard Butler um, and Billy Connolly, but it's about these historians who are working um, at this, this site in France. And essentially this time rift opens. And they get pulled through this rift back into the same location, but 500 years beforehand. And it drops them, just happens to be like right, right in Denver, like Joan of Arc and that whole battle um, was going on. But that's kind of more where I see, kind of like you're saying, where you can't just pick and choose your place. You're, it's probably going to be right where you're at a certain amount of time passed because we're essentially just opening a hole in the time continuum and going through that hole. So you're not moving left or right. You're moving up or down. Does that make sense? But you're not, you're not moving. You're, you're, you're moving time. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. But the, okay. I guess also with that, you, the, there could come danger too, right? So if you oh, were... Yeah. Standing on a building that, you know, say that's hundreds of feet in the air and mm-hmm. you travel back 500 years, that building's not probably going to be there anymore. Right. It's not going to be there anymore. And you're going to plummet. Mm-hmm. And there goes your trip. Or like if, I'm, if I go from where I'm sitting right now and I time travel 10,000 years back, I'm going to be 150 foot under a sea. You yeah. know? I mean, exactly. That would be my exact situation. So... I'm not time traveling over 500 years from my exact point. <laughs> um, we can kind of think about time as how we explained it previously with the whole um, space travel thing. Whereas time runs kind of in a circle, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, or maybe not a circle, but like uh, think of like a heartbeat, where it's got like the the up and down kind of right zigzag motion thing, hills, waves, whatever. Waves is a very good word to use there. Waves, yeah. So it's got kind of the waves, and instead of time traveling or well, I'll put it back into the terms we used before um, when we were discussing aliens and how they would space travel, is they wouldn't just run along this straight line because that would take too long. Right? They would um, kind of move, like you said, vertically, I guess, up more up and down, kind of. And, like, skip time, basically, instead of traveling through time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, that, so they would... They would I mean, bend, you guys, you guys know what ghosts. I'm saying because we explained it earlier, but... Uh, well, it's, it's kind of like the wormhole theory, right? Terms. You're going... Well, you're on a plane, and instead of moving forward, because that would take too long, you take the other end of the plane, and you bend it to above it, and you move up, right? So you get to the same point at an eighth of the time. Yeah, kind of like that's... And isn't that what they do? That's the Star Trek, the hyperdrive, is it condenses time around it, and then you go through... It's almost like... Like if I was to take this piece of paper, and instead of going straight across it, I'm going to bend it in half, and I'm going to punch through it and go the same distance... As if I had been, if, if I'd traveled. Yeah, you're gonna line. your your A and B point are gonna be the same, but you're not covering the same distance, yes. kind of thing. Yes. Like your 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 starting point and your destination are being moved closer together. It's like a wormhole theory. Yeah, I think I, I, people are gonna understand what I'm saying. I'm just confusing myself now. <laughs> well, that's. Commonplace. You're, you'll be all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, with the, another thing that kind of fascinates me about time travel is the fact that there's so much research that's gone into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's abundance. Like we've mentioned before, uh, Diglock, which was mm-hmm. an, the pur- purported Nazi time machine. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were building. Yes. Something else is the Montauk project, mm-hmm. which was a project that the Air Force did on uh, Montauk Long Island. Mm-hmm. And the rumors are that they were experimenting with the Air Force was experimenting with time travel there. That's where that's the Stargate location, right? The Montauk. supposed Stargate in Montauk. Yeah. I don't know. It's referred to as it's uh, it's kind of like um, it kind of wraps in with the Philadelphia experiment. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that think they're the same thing, but like at like, uh, different time time periods, I guess. Yeah. Like. They're the same kind of projects. They were just continued in different locations. But uh, there's just a bunch. There's a, all sorts of 
like uh, physics research on it and stuff like that. Um, quantum physics and uh, all sorts of stuff that I don't really understand anything about. But uh, the Krasnikov tube, the, these are something that people, I'm not going to read off a wiki page. Um, I'll just read a short description. A Krasnikov tube is a speculative mechanism for space travel involving the warping of space-time into permanent superluminal... Did I read that right? Super, yeah, superluminal tunnels. Mm -hmm. The resulting structure is analogous to a wormhole with the endpoints displaced in time as well as space. So that's kind of what we were mentioning earlier. Uh, the Krasnikov tube is kind of an explanation of that. Where... Yep endpoints are moved through space as well as time to basically cut down on the time that it takes to reach one point to right. the other. Essentially the same concept as the punching the hole through the paper. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the Wheeler-Feynman absorber theory, which uh, I read through this already, and it's got some big words in it that I can't really understand. So the mediocre research is going <laughs> to play a part into that. And y'all can do your own research on it. But uh, retro-causality, retro or backwards causation, is a concept of cause and effect in which an effect precedes its cause in time, and so a later event affects an earlier one. Butterfly effect? Yeah, what's that's basically saying an effect precedes its cause in time. Uh-huh. So a later effects an earlier one. So it's the butterfly effect, but backwards. Okay. Okay. Dragon. So like... Um, it's hard to explain. So like, if you did something today, and then time traveled back, you know, 30 years or whatever, mm -hmm. that what you did today affected uh, something that happened 30 years ago. Which there is, I mean, um, whenever you get into time tra travel, you'll hear a lot about paradoxes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, that's kind of where you get into like the whole, like, don't go back in time and kill baby Hitler. Right. Because, because you're going to create... A yeah, thing. you're going to create, like you said, that butterfly effect, mm -hmm. which will, you know, could cause all sorts of other different problems that mm -hmm. we didn't even know would have existed. Right. This retro causality thing or backwards causation is kind of saying the same thing, but backwards. Hence, okay. backwards causation. It's a really strange um, idea. What's well, like theory? I, it's like but, a dumbed down. A dumbed-down way of explaining that would be that because you did this, you had to have done this, 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 and that for it to happen, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good like, way that. yeah. That's good. To be able because, to, um, I don't Because know. I closed my fridge door yeah. today, I had to have had bought the fridge, bought yeah. the house, and worked to be able to have the money to do right? Uh -huh. mm -hmm, that's good. Yeah, I like that. So have you seen? Yeah, I think that's just what that's real saying. quick. Uh, that NASA has proved time travel. Oh really? Where are you reading that at? <laughs> yeah, 
uh, on, on NASA's website itself. It says we all travel in time. We travel one year in time between birthdays, for example, and we are all traveling oh, in time. Approximately <laughs> the same speed. One second per second. <laughs> you turd. I just thought that was funny. That's not time travel. I mean, technically it's time travel. You're traveling through time. Technically it's time travel. Uh, we talked about paradoxes. There's there's a lot more different kinds of paradoxes than I thought. Uh, two main groups of paradoxes, though. We'll do casual loop mm-hmm. and grandfather paradox. Okay. So I'll just read through that real quick. A casual loop is a paradox of time travel that occurs when a future event is the cause of a past event which in turn is the cause of the future event. Both events then exist in space-time, but their origin cannot be determined. A casual loop may involve an event, a person, an object, or information. The terms bootstrap paradox, predestination paradox, or ontological paradox are sometimes used in fiction to refer to a casual loop. Y'all want to try to explain that one? Because I don't even know what I just said. So essentially, that the the paradox that you would create by uh, by changing something would essentially be a, almost like a wormhole. You would, oh my god, okay. So as as it changes, <laughs> well, we are really confusing ourselves on this one. <laughs> because it changes, maybe we should get off the time travel subject. <laughs> so I, I think I got it though. I think I, I think I figured it out though. Okay. So because subject A changes, that makes subject B change, which in turn makes C all the way down through Z. And then Z makes A change. Hmm. Well, that would understand the loop part of the name. Exactly. So you would be creating your own paradox, essentially Groundhog Day. You would be creating your own Groundhog Day by changing these events because the event changing would create you changing the event. Or like, okay, I know, I know that's, that's really hard to explain, but the, the fact that, that you changed it in the first place is why, God, that's so hard to explain. I'm trying to think of like some pop culture reference to this. I know, I know, like, I understand the concept of what it's saying. I just can't think of like a good reference. In the word. I mean, that just goes to show you though, the fact that we can't like even there's literally, I literally read a definition, and I still don't understand how to put it into, like, layman's terms, so to say. Because we're not intelligent, we just do mediocre research, like we said. Where's your but, PhD, guy? <laughs> I'm working, hold on, I'm working. <laughs> but, that just goes to show you the, the amount of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? The amount of research that has gone into this kind of stuff and the amount of, like, brain power that's been put into it. The fact that they can 
create this theory of a causal, I think I said casual loop, it's called a causal, like causing something loop. Mm -hmm. um, like the fact that someone can come up with that theory and put a, and put a, like a definition to it kind of astonishes me. But grandfather, grandfather paradox is kind of the one that we all understand and that we all know about. Um, What's well, actually in pop culture too, because if you look at like uh, Futurama, when he travels in time, when he goes back in time and becomes his own grandpa. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, so that's basically what the grandfather paradox says. It's like if you go back in time and you change what is, and you change the timeline, change the history of any way, then it's going to create a contradiction in your current future. So if you go back in time and kill your grandpa, then your parents can never be born, or at least your parents as you know them. Right cannot be born you know therefore you cannot be born therefore you don't exist in the future so you no longer exist in the past and well it's the thing though with like the grandfather uh or with the traveling back in time to become your own grandfather i think i actually just <laughs> i think i actually just explained causal loop and i didn't mean to okay so okay hold on give me a second here so it kind of mixes in with the grandfather paradox, except it continues in a loop. Yes. So you go back in time, kill your grandfather, so therefore you cannot exist in the future. So therefore, since you cannot exist in the future, you cannot come back and kill your grandfather in the first place. Mm -hmm. But since you can't go back therefore, in time since you can't grandpa, go back in time and kill your grandfather because you don't <laughs> exist, therefore you do exist. Therefore, you because can't you go never went back and killed. And your then you get the causal <laughs> yeah. loop. Where yeah, it's that's ever changing. The causal loop. Yes. Yes. That's a good, that's where little. Well, it, it would turn it to where literally nothing changes then. Or right. everything or every is constantly changes. changing. What's the right answer here? We need a time traveler. I think if anybody's I, listening I think, and has time traveled before, we could obviously use some help. I think it's everything is constantly changing. I think that. It would also, erode the FBI, fabric. If you're listening, next episode probably gonna have a time traveling dude on here. So yeah, probably so. <laughs> I think it would erode like the whole fabric of of reality, honestly. And I think that it we would like get into a reverse Big Bang situation where everything just implodes upon itself. Circle back simulation theory. Is that what happened? Is that we're, we're in the simulation? That we had a a casual loop that created a implosion, and now that we're created in... like yeah, huh? We basically like um. I've personally never done it before. I've personally never seen it happen before. But you know how I've seen it in like a movie or something like that. Where if you like try to rewind and fast forward a tape a bunch or whatever like that, it gets all jumbled up and all the tape comes out of it and right. You have to like rewind it or whatever. What if we did that or someone did that in the space time kind of thing? 
And that's um, what's got us all jacked up. That's what yeah, caused a casual loop. And everything was changing all the time. And it just started happening quicker and quicker and quicker. Before you know it, our time just kind of crumples down. Then we just get stuffed in a simulation. I don't know. And we're just... Oh, and... Okay. So, theoretically thinking about this for a second. <laughs> so this Using just proves every... we have no <laughs> idea what we are ever talking about. <laughs> and we're just as confused as everybody else. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah. wrap my brain around a concept that... What would that look like around us, right? So, constant changing. Yes. Would would it be the Mandela effect? It could be. It could be. I think that I think that could be a lot of it. Um, that could explain a lot of stuff. I mean, also, I think glitching the system would be would be a huge thing as well. You'd have your causal loop would cause essentially. Deja vu sort of. Yeah, that's a a big one though. Is like I'm about to cry. I'm thinking about this so hard. <laughs> I think, yeah, like a deja vu the kind way, of thing. Like, yes. um a casual loop would basically like erase you and put you back in the same spot continuously, over and over and over and over again. So, say you said one thing, you were erased in space time. And then you were put back in space time again in the next timeline or whatever. And you're saying the same thing again, but that subconscious mind, which was just, I don't know where it went, what it did, or whatever. That's another question that we're, I'm going to ask you in a second. Um, you ask to say, you say the same thing again that you did in the previous timeline or whatever and so that's where you get that deja vu kind of feeling mm-hmm. well i think deja vu um would more align with the like the multiverse theory right so with the and and the specific theory is where like when you die you don't actually die you go to the closest um What's the, uh, form like your 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 closest consciousness that's in a parallel uh, dimension or whatever, right? So you you don't die; you just go to the next body and take over from there. That's why you experience some of the same stuff because you are slightly behind the one before you. Okay, I understand. Okay, yeah, I got it. What you're saying is that your consciousness is. You were pushed from one plane of existence to this plane of existence, or one realm of existence to this realm of existence, or one universe to this universe, but that universe was ahead of this universe. And you're all, you're essentially running down the exact same path with slight variations every so often, right? So every so often it kind of it wiggles a little, and it's a little different. Or I so guess you're they- saying. There's a multiple me's out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And That's they're all doing the exact. Good. No, no. And they're <laughs> all doing the exact same thing, right? 
Except sometimes when you open the fridge, instead of getting a beer, one of them gets a water. Congratulations, I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, that means a dork, but, and I don't like him. <laughs> well, I think actually, though, <laughs> the more I'm explaining this, the more I'm getting to where... Uh, Christian's consciousnesses have converged. They have. I have <laughs> now the super brain. Yes, I have my get drunk while hydrating consciousness, <laughs> beer and water. But okay, so di- deja vu. Now that I've explained it that way, is actually making more sense to me. <laughs> being that all of the timelines are running the same, w- are running this way, and when they merge, you have deja vu, and then they split back out. And they do a thing. Mm. I have deja vu like all the time. So what's that mean? I do too. I notice it like all the time when I'm like, ta- I'll be like talking to somebody and then I'll just have like this weird like pause. And I'm like, man, I really feel like I've said that before. Like, Yeah, like I probably have a day. Not that I've just like, not that I've just like said that before. Cause obviously, you know, you repeat the same freaking words, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like, like I've had that moment, like. So, and it'll be like a trigger word too is the thing. Like it won't be the whole conversation. It'll be with this one specific trigger word and it like hits me. Right. To go even further on that, I have it and no, then I remember the next 30 to 40 seconds that's going to happen. Right? So I'm like, whoa, deja vu. This is about to happen. This is about to happen. This is about to happen. And then it never happens. But I'm like or, every time, or it does I'm happen. Like, well, yeah, but like, but that's that's where I'm like. It's and you're Denzel where, Washington in New Orleans in 2004. Anybody's ever seen that I don't movie? Know, I don't understand the reference. <laughs> There's a movie called Deja Vu with Denzel. I gathered that in 2004 in New Orleans, where uh-huh. he has deja vu. Mm-hmm. Well, no, deja vu is like kind of like this. This short time travel occurrence where he can get put back like anywhere within the last 24 hours mm-hmm. and affect the timeline, but he has to have been there. So it's kind of like a technological explanation of deja vu. Watch the movie. Great movie. Denzel. I've never seen a bad Denzel movie though. Really? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to go back on what you were saying earlier about how you say something and you feel like you can predict like the next 30 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, but late, if that makes sense. Like, I'll say something, and I'm like, I knew that was – like, I don't know. It's a weird feeling because, like, in my head, I'm like, I knew that was going to happen. Like, I knew I was going to say that. It's like I predicted it, but it was, like, behind, which is the story of my life. Well, I've had, I've, but, I've had it before. But I've, I've had it to where – it happens, and then I'm like, specifically, I've had like bad news that was about to come out of it. Like, I, it happens, and I'm like, I get filled with dread because I'm like, I know exactly what's about to happen next, and it's gonna be, I'm about to get this phone call that this happened, and just everything like that. Interesting. And then it never, ever does. You, sh- I don't think it's ever done. I don't think it ever has. But do you think? Okay, so do you think that that feeling that you're getting of the next 30 seconds in time, do you think that that is what's happening in one of the other multiverses 
or one of the other. So I think I, I'm planes. see that's why it it kind of, it helps me too is that it's um it's like that like I've just been slung back into a different body mm-hmm. and I'm I know I it happens again and I'm waiting for what's about to happen next and then it doesn't of course because that's where that's where the dimensions branch right so the other one ended because this set of things just happened and i remember happening but because it didn't happen i get to continue on in this one right so deja vu essentially being a snap back different point where you're safe and everything else didn't happen are you saying like a like a quick save Essentially, yeah. So you're saying, so layman's terms, I'm going along and, oh God. I'm so say this, no right? idea what's happening so, right now. So I think what he's saying here, <laughs> let, let me get the text, I think I know what he's saying. So what he's saying is, I'm walking down the road, okay, and I hear a car coming up behind me, mm-hmm. okay, that car hits me. And I die. Mm-hmm. But I get thrown back to the nearest point in which I could have said, oh, I better take a step to the right. Mm. And I take a step or to the even, right. well, not even that. So even you're walking That's down the road. That's a final destination. Yeah. The, yeah. That made me want to <laughs> shake my life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turns out everything's but been so explained you're, already. <laughs> you're walking you down do the road. Research. <laughs> you're walking down the road, and you hear someone honk the horn. Okay. And you you get you get hit, right? With deja vu or with the well, car? You, with the car. Okay. And then you <laughs> snap back to the exact same point or a, a, a very similar point as close as closely similar as you can get and you're walking down the road again and you hear the horn and you brace for it and you're like oh I'm you know it's, I'm I'm about to get hit oh. and then you turn and look and it's someone honking the horn at a car in front of them right so that that has changed but you still remember the exact sound knew what was going to happen even though it didn't happen now I will to further your your theory here. I will say that every time that I've had an occurrence of deja vu, I have had some kind of overwhelming emotional response to that occurrence. Whether it's I feel sad, I feel happy, I feel scared of the situation, there's always some kind of overwhelming emotional response for me. It's I mean typically every time I have deja vu, it ends with me the next 30 seconds of my life were just filled with dread waiting for something to happen that I like something bad to mm-hmm. happen. And it See, could I, really, don't get I mean that. I do get that. Mine mine's always like like the weirdest slightest like most insignificant thing ever. Like honestly one that I remember the most that has stuck with me for years is I was at the Walnut Festival one year and I don't even remember what year it was but I was young like probably fifth or sixth grade and i remember saying something to so we were on the corner of the square there in between the bank and the courthouse and i was Mm -hmm. walking with a group of people and i remember saying something to carrie deckard 
I specifically remember saying something to her as she was turning and walking towards the uh, that big slide that they used to have where you go down on the potato sacks or whatever. Yeah. The big blow-up one. Yeah, and they were talking about. She was turning and walking towards that, and I remember saying something to her. I don't remember what I said, but I do remember that I said it to her. I said it as she was turning and walking away. I remember it was at the Walnut Festival. It was... I was that age area. Yeah, I remember all that stuff like that. I don't remember what I said, though. But I do remember it being like a deja vu moment. I remember after I said it, I paused for a second, and it hit me like, man, I've said that before kind of thing. Like, like Now, I've was there any emotional response I've been there? in this moment. No, it was literally just like a, that was weird. Like, I've been in this moment before, and I just carried on, you know? There was no, like, emotional connection with it whatsoever. No, it was literally an insignificant, like, we weren't even having a conversation. I literally said, like, see you later or something like that. And it was something simple and completely insignificant. But... I do remember it registering in my mind as like, I've been in this time. I've been in this moment before. Like, I've been here. I've said that thing to that person while they were doing this exact thing. I don't know. It's super weird. You know, this would like be a, w- good, a good study for us. To, to say, you know, like to reach out to our our audience and say, hey, Maybe we'll create like some kind of poll or something um, on on Facebook or something. But I'm really curious now um, if people have an over if anybody else has an overarching emotional response to deja vu. So I'm gonna put something out there and get some answers. Yeah, I would like to know because I mean, it's happened in, uh, multiple times in my life, but that is like maybe that's the first time that I remember it ever happening. Or something, but that's honestly the only time that I remember it. Like, and it was hard. Like, it was significant. Like, it was a very insignificant conversation, but it was a really significant feeling. Okay, so I just pulled my co-host in here. Um, (laughs) my 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 lady friend. She says that she also does get an emotional response um, to deja vu. Mine. I mean, I can. I can tell you that when it happens to me, my my heart rate it goes up. Like I literally get filled with like a, a adrenaline. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is genuinely. I I hate deja vu. I hate when I have deja vu because it literally, for the next minute of my life, I'm just sitting there just waiting like something bad is about to happen. You know, I know it. I do. I I do. You know. Like I've said, I have a different emotional response, whereas all like sometimes I might be happy, sometimes I might be sad. I never have been comfortable with a deja vu feeling. I always feel extremely uneasy um, whenever it comes I, on. I have never had a happy, happy deja vu. It has been everything that's ever happened. Maybe has been something bad is. Maybe you guys need to like get together with your other uh, dudes living in those other universes and have a conversation. Because I mean, my guy's still picking out the beer. If you know what I'm saying. So, will DMT get me there? <laughs> I'm no, thinking okay. here. Did we get into DMT? Did we get into DMT last time? Have we gotten to DMT yet? 
Uh, we've, we've I feel t- like that's a whole episode yeah, we've, in itself is psychedelics. We've touched DMT a little bit. We've touched it, yeah, because it's, but we touched it with the gods. Oh, I do we? remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we talked because everybody yeah. sees the same thing on DMT. Anyways, I think um, our, I think me and Christian's other halves or other percentages are probably a little too stupid, and they do stuff they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, they're probably all dead. <laughs> you guys keep exactly. We're the la- we're the last. Yeah, we're the last chance. <laughs> Dwindling down a lot, that sucks, and though. yours yours just lives a happy little life where he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'll take a shot of water to stay hydrated." And we're like, I'm going to step in front of this car and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> or we're like do, doing Jaeger bombs um, during the first podcast episode. Having to redo the first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to release that sometime. I, I want to release that podcast I as like a one-year anniversary. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we should. The only thing I want to release of it is the 15 minutes of screaming. <laughs> because I think that would be funny. But So... So let's like kind of let's kind of loop back, um, pull back. What's our overarching overarching topic here? Time travel. Uh, <laughs> um, I think kind of loop back into how this all relates to time travel, and for me, started off as simulation theory, and here we are. Here we are at time travel, and now we're at deja vu and the multiverse. And I think that what what this goes to show me if if not anything else what this helps prove to me is how all of this is so intertwined with one another because we can't have this conversation and just talk about time travel or we can't have this conversation or just talk about deja vu or just talk about the multiverse you have to talk about all of these things in correlation to one another because they all support one another yeah, I mean, that's when you start talking about space and time, there's so many different things that fit into that. I mean, time with time travel, space travel, uh, different universes, different, like, there's so many different little, like, key things mm-hmm. that fit into that, and not only fit into that, but kind of work off of each other. Mm-hmm. Like we said, with the time travel and the space travel thing, kind of working together to get you to a point quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all kind of kind of relates and intertwines. And I don't think you can really have one without the other. I don't think you can ever have efficient um, space travel without having legit time travel. So, speaking of that, there's something that's always stuck with me. Um, I've, I've referenced before in, in these episodes Isaac Arthur. Um, he's a, a futurist on... Um, YouTube, great channel, great guy, check him out. But um, he talks a lot about conceptual space travel. That's his big thing is space travel, right? And the Fermi paradox, and the Fermi paradox is stating, you know, essentially that if aliens exist, why haven't we seen them, right? Things like that. And it's a hypothetical answer to that. So... He one time covered a subject that um, essentially was long, long-term or more than light-speed space travel, okay, and different types of drives. And one thing he said was, 
we definitely have to be the most advanced species out there just because if no other I'm I'm going to get this wrong when I paraphrase this but essentially that by the time that we see the first evidence of a civil another civilization in space they will be moving so fast versus us that they will get to us before we actually see evidence of them because they will outrun their own light. Do you understand what I'm saying? They'll outrun their own image coming to us because that's just how fast they, that you would expand upon that and how slow actually in relative when you start talking about faster than light travel, light actually travels through space. And that it would essentially, I don't want to say essentially, it would theoretically become time travel because when they're moving faster than light, they would be arriving at a point before what we deem to determine time has passed. Does that make sense? It'd be like they are outrunning like, the light. By like seeing use a the baseball. Light to After it hits you in the face. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They would be here before we see them. Because, because once we start talking about intergalactic travel, we start talking about faster than light travel, um, FTL travel, whatever you want to call it, um, they're going to outrun their own shadow, essentially. So... That's one one thing that's been used to say, why haven't we seen the aliens? Well, because they're on their way, but they're outrunning their shadow to get here. So, in that sense, like... So, they're essentially time-traveling. Would we ever see them at all? Yeah, we'd see them whenever they pop up on the doorstep. So, when they're... We would, never, like, though. If they show up... If they come here... They show up... If they're coming here, yeah, they're, we'll see they're, they're moving faster than their light or whatever. Mm -hmm. They show up, then go away before their light actually reaches us. Would we see them? Or would they essentially like... We would see them. We would see... If they traveled, but we would just see them late, I guess? Yes. So if, if, they're, if they're going FTL or faster than light travel through the galaxy and they pass us and they don't stop here. All we would see is the blur of them flying by, right? Just the wake of what was left. You wouldn't actually see them themselves. You would just see how they changed the world around their, you know, their drive system, their propulsion system, how it affected essentially like a chemtrail through the sky, you know, or something like that. That's all you would see of them. It's just that through the air. Now, if they stop to, saw, to talk to us, then, of course, we would actually see them. But they are essentially time-traveling because they are outrunning what we use to determine time. Because what do we use to determine time? Time. Light, the passage light. of day, right? We use the light, essentially, to determine yeah. Yeah, the passage I mean, of time. Yeah, I mean, time is a theory that we have came up with as as humans. Yes. Um, it's not an actual time thing. may not be relative to 
like uh, extraterrestrial beings life like time may not affect them like mm -hmm. it does us well he did a study we age and get older and eventually die whereas they may not you know mm -hmm. the faster you move the slower time affects you right where they took they took a a clock and set it somewhere on earth and then they took a clock and put it in a craft that was moving at the exact same speed as the earth and it actually moved slow the time actually affected the clock slower than yeah i've heard it did actually kind of on earth theory or yeah i've heard of this kind of kind of thing before. i also want to get back to your your like certain parts of the earth are technically faster than rotating faster um yes i think i think the one of the things is like if you're closer to the sun you're technically rotating faster right yes so if you were to stick a person say you were to stick a five-year-old child on top of mount everest and then you put a five-year-old child inside the marianas trench and left him there for 30 years 30 years by our standard or whatever you would go back to them and they would be aged technically aged differently Because they were rotating at different speeds. Yes, I think actually the the distance is what is what is the effector there. Not necessarily the speed, but the the distance. That because one is at such a deeper level and one's at such a, a higher elevation, I think that's the big cause actual there. CJ, what were you? What were you trying to? You yeah, something? I I get the theory though. I've heard that. Yeah, oh, so heard what I was, that. what I, what I want to say about this, what I want to say about this though is that if you put a five year old on Mount Everest and then a five year old at the bottom of the Marianas Trench and you come back thirty years, uh, the five year old at the bottom of the Marianas Trench wouldn't have aged at all because he would have uh, drowned <laughs> or been crushed to death. But what I was wanting to say. Is a theory is to go back to your <laughs> faster than their image. Yes. Faster than their image. <laughs> right. So yeah. this entire time, like at the very end, it clicked to me what you were actually saying. What I was thinking was that they would reach us mm -hmm. before we would be able to see their civilization. Right. So what we're looking at, like we're constantly looking into space trying to see well, yeah, that's part Life of it. Yeah, on a different planet. Yeah, that's part of it. But we're constantly in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So e yeah. even if, even if there is life on the near whatever in one of the nearest solar systems, mm -hmm. if they reach us, we can look at them, and we're still not going to see anything <clears throat> because they are so far away. They mm -hmm. might not actually even be alive in the image yep. we're seeing. My head hurts after today. <laughs> no, yeah, that, and, and that's that's a big part of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, why we can't see that there is alien life is because, well, I mean, if someone was to look at us from their solar system, they wouldn't even see fire. Because, you know, on a cosmic level, 
ten thousand. Well, they might. They might the blink like of an kind eye. Of thing. Do what? So you're saying like it, like there's a chance that they just don't put out enough light? No, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm no, just light, saying that there's light, that they haven't. They haven't. They might be can, this intergalactic species that's traveling the the solar system, but because they are moving faster than light throughout that solar system, we might not be seeing their civilization yet because the light from their civilization won't have reached us yet. So it's like it's yeah. like anytime you look into space, you're consistently looking into the past because it is taking the image you're seeing is from however long ago it took that it, like the light started moving our way. So you're never seeing the exact same point. So you're not technically seeing in 2020, right? Whenever mm -hmm. you look at another solar system like another planet you're seeing yeah. that planet in what 10,000 whatever however many years ago whatever the light year yeah, difference it's, it's is from you like that saying planet. the stars that we see now are already burnt out because their light has been traveling for so far that we're just now able to see them yes yeah i get that point i just thought you guys were trying to make an, an uh, like i thought you were trying to branch off and come up with a different kind of like theory on it that's why i was getting confused but anyways um i feel like we've talked a lot about backwards time travel mm -hmm. and i want to kind of come on to forward time travel okay and the fact that the question i guess of is forward time travel even possible if everything is not already predetermined. So I guess so it's kind a of big a question one is... of, it's kind of more of a question of, is everything predetermined? Oh. <sighs> I just don't, I don't think you can move in. I think at right now, we are as far as it goes. Like we are in, we are in the farthest existence that happens. So you're saying that we can't time travel. You cannot forward. move forward. You cannot go forward because it doesn't exist yet. The future does not exist. But you can go backwards because it's already happened. Right? So it's kind of like how you can't actually like you can't move faster than the speed of light. So well, yeah, it's kind of like you're saying that like it, it goes back on what you said earlier about how we wouldn't be able to time travel backwards any further than when we discovered time travel in the first place because we wouldn't be able to solve Possible. that equation that far mm -hmm. back. Whereas we won't be able to solve that equation that far forward because that equation only relates to things that we've already experienced. It, well, it also goes to your, your anchor point one, right? You have to go, you go yeah. back, to, you, you move backwards in time to somewhere wherever you are specifically right you can't go forward because there's never been anything more that's happened right you've experienced that you could go back in time stand where you are right now and go back in time five years and something will be different because that existed but you can't stand where you are and move 
forward in time because it has not happened yet. I don't know if it's making yeah, any sense I get at what all. You're saying. I'm yeah, so yeah. what you're basically saying is things are not predetermined. But I, no. I would agree with you in a sense. Because that is kind of... <sighs> well, see, we talked about the simulation theory and how if we are in a simulation, then wouldn't everything be controlled? Or is the simulation well, kind so this of an algorithm in itself that's coming up with its own? And once you say the simulation, like once you determine time travel, won't map out a future for you to go into. Well, here's the thing too. Here's a little paradox that I think just got created with the fact that you can't go forward. Somebody wouldn't be able to come back to us because there actually isn't a future. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I, we just dis, we just disproved so time we just, travel. So we just caused a causal loop in our make-believe solar system that we're talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we just, yeah, we just created a causal loop by saying that we can't go forward because things aren't predetermined. Hey, quick. Somebody stop this. Let's call NASA. Uh, we figured it out. But, we got it. But, okay, so what if things are predetermined, though? So what if... What if what if we are in the simulation and it's being ran on a certain algorithm and things are going to play out the way that they're going to play out, no matter what you do? Or even if you do do this certain thing, it's going to play out this certain way and the, the algorithm and the mathematical equation has been written. <laughs> and... Well, then, so, so that would disprove the, basically the multiverse, it, right? It, pre, it predetermines what's going to happen, and so you could time travel forward. So that's kind of a simulation theory thing, or if you just want to believe in modern Christianity and religions in the first place, everything's determined by God, and it's already laid out on a certain scale, a certain timeline. And God already every every knows. I mean, for example, I'm not. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna call somebody <laughs> out, but I guess it'd be kind of rude. So, I'm just gonna do it anyways. So, say God wakes. I mean, wakes up uh, ten years from now, and decides to increase that temperature a little bit and light the rest of California on fire. We could time travel to that because it's predetermined. By God. So, holy shit. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Is that rude? No. Sorry if I offend anybody. No, you're good. You're good. But in doing that, you just made me think about what we opened this with. Homie at the bridge. Homie at the bridge. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We went. I've just spiraled out of control. (laughs) So, if. If he time traveled to that point in time, okay. Oh, hold on a second. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt my head. I'm gonna hurt my head. Um. So it goes back to an anchor, something to grab onto, right? We talked about that earlier. 
So here's the thing with that then. So if he traveled back to time at that point, that means time travel existed right then. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yes. That means that we already have time travel. Because, and it means if, if your theory was correct, that we would have had to have time travel at that point in time too. Yeah, you, so you can't bring – it has to already exist for you to be able to use it back then. Yes. But then also if you went back in time, you couldn't then go forward because you're back in See, time okay. and forward never existed. So that's why Hold I on. like my idea. So I just thought up, I just thought up a thing. So – what, if you could, you can time. You can still time travel backwards, even if time travel has not been invented at that point in time, because even though the mathematical equation isn't there, the capability is there. the The numbers are still there. Okay, I yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, just because think of it as a code or something mm-hmm. like that. For example, ones and zeros, binary code. Even though the no, the ones and zeros weren't arranged in that certain order to allow you to jump back to in time, at that point in time, the ones and zeros were still there. They just weren't arranged in the correct order. Right. So you can time travel back to that point, but but at that point you're screwed because time travel doesn't not exist in that era. So you can't come back forward unless you like have some kind of. Remote or something. Unless you have a way to build the equation. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But, but you, see, that's if all. If you have the knowledge that... of the equation to go back in the first place, then you would have the knowledge of the equation to go forward. Go back. Maybe. Yeah, you would. That kind of that kind of correlates to like. The does it completely thing erase if... every, every? Does it completely erase everything that's already happened? I mean, I think personally, I think once you step foot in in that reality. I mean, if if it's a multiverse and if we have a diverging timelines, then I don't think you screw everything up. But I think the moment you step foot, it erases nearly everything that happens for the next however many years because because of the butterfly effect. Because the moment you change one thing, it's going to change everything that that one thing caused. And... I think your presence alone is going to change enough to change everything. Yeah. Yeah. So when you step into that, when you step out of the the current, step out of the water, so to say, that causes a ripple effect, basically. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Onto your future that you traveled from. Mm-hmm. So your fu- your your present day changes. So yeah, it goes back to our causal loop thing. If your yes. present day changes, then how does that affect the past? And then it just goes back and forth. That's why, as I was as I when I said earlier, I talked about the whole time time rift thing versus time travel. That's why, or like even like Stargate or something like that. If you guys are familiar with like the Stargate shows. Think that I think that almost a time rift is isn't I'm maybe not safer or maybe not a better option, 
But a a more plausible option is that we would find a rift in the time continuum. We would be able to use that rift to go back and forth between that and some set point on the other end, some set time on the other See, end. Now, you're still going to change everything. You're still going to screw it all up. Yeah, I don't see any way uh, you avoid that. That's I'm really upset right now, honestly, because I have wanted time travel. I've always wanted time travel to be real, and it's something that has always interested me. And I've never been able to argue against myself so much to completely change my mind on something. And I think I've done it in this episode. I think that I have talked myself out of time travel being real. With I, I the, think I have too. With, with, with two things. I think reverse time travel, such as like tra- time traveling to the past, I think it has become impossible with everything we've stated about causal loops. Whereas if one thing happens, it sets off this reaction, which causes your present to change, which causes your past to change, which causes your present to change again, and it just goes back and forth, and it completely eliminates it completely eliminates the tr- the time travel in the first place. Yes. That, or, like, that's the thing, is we I have more theories now that, den- that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, deny time travel? Not deny. Denounce. Denounce. Thank you. I have more theories now that kind of denounce time travel than that support it. So, between the causal loop thing... Um, CJ's theory about the equation thing where you can't time travel back since how time travel didn't exist back then. Um, I think those two right there pretty much just knock time, past time travel out for me. And then forward time travel the, with predeterminism that raises the question of that raises a couple other questions like are we in the simulation if so what kind of simulation are we in are we in a simulation that's building on itself currently as we're in it and the algorithm just continues to build off of what we're currently in and what we're currently doing and that's how it plugs in the numbers and creates a future or is it that the algorithm's already written and it right in it knows what's going to happen next oh my god or is is it is it what um most people believe in and is it predeterminism based on uh god and god has already chosen the path for the world and the path for you and me and whoever else and you can time travel to that point because it's predetermined because it's already happened, it's already predetermined, it's laid out in a certain path. Um, would God let you time travel in the first place? Even if you could, would he allow... If he has the, the ability to control what's going to happen in the future, is he going to allow you to see it? I don't think so. 
So even if predetermination was predeterminism was real in that sense, I don't think you would ever be allowed to reach it. I don't think you would either. And if if time travel was real, if all these theories that we're tossing out today that actually prove to, as you said, denounce time travel, um, if those theories are just shit and time travel's real and there's some other thing that our minds couldn't even wrap around in the reason that time travel is real, okay? If the formula got out, every everybody in the world, I mean, everybody with every programmer, every company would be biting at the chance to create their own time travel machine or programming so that they could come back. And I think that it would almost, the moment it happened, you would know because everybody else would know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to keep that secret. Yeah, time travel wouldn't really be much of a secret at all, I don't think. Um, Because, like, I'm a huge history buff. Anybody that knows me knows that. And I would love to time travel to just different points in time. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I can think of like 10 different points in time right right now that that's a question I have. We'll end on that here in just a second. I want to, I want to branch off something that I completely just forgot. (laughs) Shit. But anyways, yeah, I don't think time travel would really be much of a secret. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'm a little disappointed because the theories that I have had about everything so far, such as simulation theory, um, the Anunnaki, Bigfoot, aliens, all that shit that I actually believe in and that I think is true and that I try to prove is the stuff that has no scientific backing to it whatsoever. And then you have time travel over here, which actually has like a lot of like research and a lot of physics and a lot of like scientific, like uh, backing of it basically. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here saying it's not true. So I don't know. Maybe I'm like an anti-scientist or something. (laughs) But... That's just what I'm getting at. Like, all all this random like theory crafting shit that I'm coming up with about ancient aliens and a civilization coming and visiting us and nuking us has no scientific evidence whatsoever. But I wholeheartedly agree in it. And then you have on the flip side of that this thing that has actually been researched by physicists. And I disagree with it. Gracious. <laughs> yeah. Mm, gosh. I don't know. It's just weird. These last couple Sorry. episodes, yeah. I end them, and I just have to sit here and think for a few minutes. You know, I just have to be like, what? Like, I have to let myself wind down and decompress everything we just talked about, everything we just researched, and, and go from there. Because every single one, I I almost find something that changes how I feel about 
everything, you know, how I perceive everything. Yeah. It is, it's a lot. What was your, like what I was your question? You said you had deep. a question you wanted to wind down on? Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll kind of end it with this. I want to get y'all's top three points in history you would time travel to if you could. Okay. You going to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So, uh, Normandy Beach, D-Day. Okay. Oh, I was not prepared. Um, <laughs> question. Uh, uh, yeah, Normandy Beach, D-Day. What's another good one? And uh, there's there's just a lot that I want to go to. Um, I want to say the first shots of the Revolutionary War, so Lexington mm-hmm. and Concord. I feel like those are really pivotal points in American history. And I want to be... No, I already picked a World War II one. I can't do two World War II ones. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the third, honestly. I'll, I'll keep thinking. I'll let you, you boys go. Maybe we'll just do top two. Give me two, because that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> all right. So okay, I'll, you want me to? St- I, I got one. I know one for sure. Uh, and this is just part of just to help because of us being like so into conspiracy theories and of the such. Uh, was it Dealey Plaza? Yes. In 1963, when JFK, JFK got assassinated, just to be able to qual qual to confirm if there were multiple mm-hmm. gunshot wounds. Or, or, you know, gunshot sounds, I guess. Uh, That's a good one. And my second one. Man, where would my second one be? Do you have any, Woody? Yo, dude, I got I got a list longer than my arm. You want me to so go ahead and toss one ahead. out there? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do one. This is a good question. My number one. Where I'm going. 55 B.C. The cliffs of Dover, Kent, in England, when Julius Caesar arrives the first time in England and first steps foot on English soil, meets with the Iceni and meets with um, the Kian and all the different tribes of England and starts the Gaelic Wars. That's number one for me. Do you want me to go ahead with number two? Yeah, go ahead, because this this is this yeah, is a good gotta, question. Like I'm do three. If you have three, then 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 go for it. Okay, number two is definitely. Sorry, I'm getting judged from my compatriot here in the back. I believe. Oh, never mind. Maybe not. <laughs> number two is the Battle of Abrichus. Um, it's it was the Scythians versus the uh, predecessors to the Persians. Um, huge, massive battle. I'm super fascinated with Scythians. Um, and there's a, there's a recent pop culture to, um, Scythians. Uh, has anybody seen the old guard on Netflix? I've started it, but I haven't actually, uh, 
watched really anything. Okay. Well, into it's the it's first a episode. it's a recent movie on Netflix, and Charlize Theron's character is actually a Scythian. Um, but essentially, just any any of the Scythian campaigns really, um, because they were they fought from horseback, and that's where you get your Amazon warriors. You hear about like Amazon women warriors. Uh, it's from the Scythians. Um, so I think that um, that would be really cool to see because a lot of their their battles were fought on horseback. They would send their entire army, thousands of people, in as a cavalry. Like, no infantry, no archers, just cavalry. Um, if you want me to go ahead with three, I'll go ahead with three. Um, I want to know what happened to Percy Fawcett. I would go to um, where Percy Fawcett was last seen in the Amazon rainforest in, was like, 1922, 23, I think it was Percy Fawcett went missing. Um, Percy Fawcett, if you guys are familiar with he, with him, he is um, he was a British explorer, I guess would be the proper word, um, worked for the such like the mapping service of, of, um, of Britain. And he was fascinated with the lost city of Z, what he called the lost city of Z. Um, it's, a uh, essentially he's been proven right now, but, um, 1925 is, is whenever he's, he goes missing, but him and his son, um, went out on his final expedition of the Amazon and never returned. But a lot of people, um, there's a lot of conjecture on how he went missing because supposedly like, his watch comes back like five years later, and supposedly uh, he tells he told a local to take his watch to his wife in England and say, "Hey, we found the lost city of Z, and we're living here." So I want to know what happened there. So that's my three. So my number two is I want to go back to about mm, November seventeenth of two thousand and nineteen. And I want to go to Wuhan, China. Oh, that's a, that's okay. Because I want to know. Can we? Are we going back to be able to affect the future? Is, is that what we're getting to do? We're, we're just observing. Enough? We're just observing. We're just observing. Just observing. Yeah, I still just want. I still to want to go back. What happened? Just, just to, to the. Was it the fish market or the? Yeah, where, the exotic where animal there's, market. There's, yeah. Where, yeah, I want to go there. Then I also want to go back again, and I want to go to the lab, mm-hmm. uh, just to witness both of these possibilities. You know, because hmm. okay, I got my third. I'm gonna plug in a, a fourth one, and an honorable mention, just because I can. It's my question. <laughs> um. So number three, uh, probably Thermopylae. Oh yes. Oh. With the three hundred. The hot gates. Just to. To watch those freaking studs mm. lay some scunion on some Persian fools, but um, yeah. So that's probably my third, and the fourth would probably be the first opening day of the Colosseum in Rome. That'd be pretty cool. The first like battle between gladiators in Rome, and then honorable you... mention is to go back to uh, the Sumerian times and uh, see the Anunnaki for myself. So, okay, so my fair. my third one, my third one would be actually would be to go back and see the first time like uh, 
fire was actually discovered, right? So like, you know, it's been around or whatever, but Watch the first time, a, yes, so like a, a homo sapien or a, a bipedal organism discovered fire and like interacted with it just to see. Isn't that... And, to, and to see how it started, if it was given to them, if it, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that actually um, cooked meat? Isn't that actually what um, a lot of people say kickstarted our evolution was um, was eating cooked meat it increased I think our that was like, brain power? I th- yeah, yeah. We, I think that is actually one of the like starting points yeah. for where so we that, come I mean, that would be about a huge cooking point. the meat. Cooking the meat like releases certain like enzymes and shit like that in it. Yeah, yeah that allows it kill. I mean, it also growth. Mm-hmm. But it also kills like certain bacteria and organisms in that that would inhibit other things, yeah. right? And it would cause yeah. you to develop other stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, we've gone on for much longer than we expected to. But we kind of varied from our original topic. Uh, we started off thinking about simulation theory. <laughs> And instantly went the total weird direction, but you know that's what we're here for. So thanks everybody for coming and joining us and following us down the rabbit hole. And again, thanks you guys for joining me this week. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Doodle doo. All right, it's been great. Thank you. <laughs>